Hello and welcome to In Business Talks 2. We are thrilled to welcome you to our bonus episode, The Friday Fix. In our bonus episode this week, we will be discussing a business-related subject with either one of our wonderful In Business Networking members or a fellow business owner who will be sharing their advice, thoughts or knowledge on a particular topic. We are your hosts, Tracy and Ian Earl, founders of In Business, a networking and business support community. We host online and face-to-face events and we'd love to meet you, so why not come along? The link to book is in the show notes. Today is part two of our podcast with Mark Jarvis. Now, Mark is a business mentor and he's he specialises in helping people to grow their businesses and uh, to scale up. Now, last time we talked about which comes first, the sales pipeline or the relationship pipeline, and this is part two of that episode. Well, you, you were telling us about then, so try and pick up. You were no, tell us how how we can yeah. how we can do this. You were yeah. talking about sort of it some takes fact, eight, eight hours, eight hours, and one in twenty and all that. Yeah, just to get yeah. your train of thought so, back. Together. Absolutely, thank you for that. Yeah. So, uh, as we began saying that, what I found is it takes on eight on average eight hours to to win a client. Eight hours of work with emails and phone calls and backwards and forwards and conversations and all that thing. It takes about eight hours worth of work. Uh, and I found, and from feedback that I've had as well, that it takes about, we often get about one in 20 conversion. And 20 includes all of your social media outreach and all the all the broadcast advertising and marketing and stuff that we do these days through, through various platforms. So if we have um, one in 20 conversion rate on average, it's a generic assumption, uh, and eight hours to win a client, it's also taken us amount of time to not win 19 clients, yeah? Now let's not say that it's gonna be eight hours of work to win, to not win 19 clients. Let's say that's four hours work. So if it takes you four hours work to not win 19 clients and eight hours work to win one client, that's 84 hours work to win a client. So if we're following the traditional sales pipeline where we're chasing quantity and turnover, on average, it takes us 84 hours work to win a client. Now, can we see how, why so many small micro businesses are just so busy all the time? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense yeah. when you say it like that, doesn't yeah. it? It's quite yeah. scary, really, yeah. And it's, it's the harsh reality, in, you know, and I know people's timings and numbers are going to be slightly different. Yeah, of, of course they are. Of course they are. But on average, that's a huge impact on a small business's time. But how about we did it a different way? How about we remember that relationships are the key to business? So in a sales pipeline, you've got 20 prospects in one end and one client out the other end, basically. Okay. And then time to do some things on, on, on along the way. But imagine you've now create you're starting to create a relationship pipeline where you're building relationships with people, you meet them at networking. Uh, plug there. So you, <laughs> you meet somebody at a networking event, uh, you start to get to know them, you do your follow-up one-to-one, you think, you know what, this person is good, They're, they've got connections into my market, there's there's things, something going on there, we're quite similar in our values, all of those sorts of things, and you start to build a relationship with them. Well, guess what? If you wanted to get one client and one person who knew you well and trusted you, recommended you once, you can get that client through building a relationship with one person. Now imagine that one person introduces you again 
you're still only building a relationship with one person and now that person has brought you two clients now imagine that that person does it again now you build a relationship with one person and that person has brought you three clients yeah. the list goes on and on and on so you can yeah. see where i'm going with this yeah. yeah but now imagine that you have four or five or maybe up to 10 or a dozen or so no more than that so no let's say 10 yeah. let's say 10 people around you that you're building close relationships with and we'll talk about this in a moment how, how to do that you've got 10 people around you who each bring you one client per quarter they refer you once a quarter each now i don't know about you but i certainly refer people at least once a quarter yeah, yeah uh, you know we're not yeah. talking about every week or every month yeah. or anything yeah. let's be let's be honest and let's be yeah. realistic yeah so let's say that you've got 10 people who each refer you once a quarter that's 40 clients okay mm. i'm building relationships with 10 people yes i've got you know i've got to do some conversion stuff as well and of course i've got to close the sales and i've still got all of that to do of course yeah, yeah. but fundamentally i'm acquiring 40 clients by working with 10 people mm. yeah now if i'm going to spend 84 hours for each client i'm going to acquire if i do that on my own and I want to acquire 40 clients. I, I'm just trying to quickly do the maths in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. But <laughs> 84 times 40. Well, it's a yes, 84 times 40, whatever that is. But it's a big number. I think we can agree it's a big number. So over the next 12 months, if I wanted to onboard 40 clients, Tracy's got a calculator it's there. 3,360. 3, so. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to onboard 40 clients over the next 12 months, that's going to cost me three and a bit thousand hours. Yeah. How many years is that? <laughs> yeah. But over, you know, over, over a year, let's just yeah. say. Or I can spend four, five, six hours per person mm. over the year building a relationship with 10 people. Yeah. So that's 60 hours. 60 hours relationship building mm. to generate 40 clients. Yeah or three and a bit thousand hours to acquire 40 clients myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big difference. Okay, so, I, yeah, so I understand, you know, people's numbers are different. I understand people's yeah. numbers are different, but what I wanted to share with you today is that principle, just mm -hmm. that logical step, insert your own numbers into that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But I wanted to share that logical step with you. I was just going to say, because, and that's what most people do. And that's the point, the, the point that most people reach when they're busy in their business. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Puts into perspective. I it? suppose what, what I was going to add to that as well, potentially, what's not to say one of the clients you get introduced to by this person who's referred you doesn't also become one no like and, yeah. and trust you and all that stuff. And so, yeah, on, yeah, so and it and kind of, yeah. 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 What do they call it? It fans yeah. out. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, sorry. I just thought that's yeah, that was, a really good point. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Yeah, you're right. And mm. yeah, yeah. And and that compound is actually just a, a, a further point I was going to make uh, to share with you today. If you think about um, there's there are five when I'm teaching people about how to generate to to build a relationship pipeline for their business and to really build referral relationships that are re, that are consistent, quality driven, mm. um, and they repeat as briefly outlined for you. But there are five steps in this process, and this is where most businesses are. So as we've said already, most businesses that have been established for perhaps a year or two, 
will start to build a network of people around them. They'll go to networking events. They'll get known. They'll be, become visible, all of those sorts of things. So we understand that. And so most people begin to generate introductions from their customers. So often customers create further referrals and introductions yeah. for them. Yeah. Really. And equally, over time, as I say, when people and businesses have been established a year or two, they start to find that some of their network are beginning to do the same thing. So some of their network are beginning to create introductions and referrals for them. But I, I'm sure we can both agree that those introductions are purely accidental and random. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah. So yeah. it requires that the person's in the right place at the right time and they're asked the question, do you know somebody can help me with X, Y, Z? So those things happen. And that's something that happens naturally. And that's where most businesses can get to. And probably because that's most businesses, again, it's probably most people listening to us today. So now imagine that most of your customers also refer you most of the time. Not just sometimes, but most of the time. Now let's also imagine that most of your network also refer you most of the time. Not some of the time, but most of the time. Not all the time. Come on, let's be realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But imagine a world, your business now, where most of your customers refer you most of the time. Most of your network refer you most of the time. My question then is, how much longer do you want to chase those three and a half thousand hours odd, 3,300 hours odd to generate your next 40 clients? Okay. And, you know, what most people feel at this point is that following this relationship building approach is too time consuming. They don't have time for it. Uh, and my, I'm going to use the word argument because it is an argument, is do you really have time not to do it? Because your alternative is to spend hours and hours and hours every time you want to acquire a new client. Even if you employ a salesperson in your business, they're still going to have to do that one at a time quantity turnover chasing methodology. Um, so, so let's just, so I've covered the first four, haven't I? So some of your customers refer you sometimes. Yeah. Some of your network refer you sometimes, which is an accidental process and where most people end up. But now let's look at the next three levels. Most of your customers refer you most of the time. Mm -hmm. Most of your network refer you most, most of your network refer you most of the time. And the icing on the cake, the absolute cream is most of your customers and most of your network refer you for what you want next. Now, just let that sink in for a moment. Right, right. Because is it, I hope you agree that most of your customers, most of your particularly customers, these are absolutely a good example. Customers tend to refer you for what they, they themselves bought. Yes. So if a customer buys a product, they tend to recommend the same product to another to another yeah. prospect yeah. because that's the thing they have had experiences. We haven't got time to get into why that happens, mm. but that's just what happens. Mm. Yeah. Um, and similarly in your network. So your network will refer you for what they're aware of that you do. So most business that comes to you by connection, recommendation, referral, whatever you want to call it, tends to be more of the same business that you that you generate anyway. That's great. Okay, that's great. But how about thinking about, well, what sort of business do I want this time next year? How, how, are, how is my target market evolving? Which new markets am I opening up? 
which new products and services am I creating and building that I'd like to promote to, to people in the future? If your network and your customers could do that for you, do you think that that's going to create a more secure future for your business? And I think the, I think we'll agree the answer is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, we agree with that 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm proposing today is that we start to, I'm not saying start ignoring the sales pipeline. Don't ignore it. <laughs> Turn it off. But the sales pipeline is something that everybody has, but it's the start point for businesses. And that's the key thing that I'd like people to take away from today. The sales pipeline is where everybody starts but it's not the end game because if we truly want to evolve and scale our business and focus on profitability, not just quantity and turnover, then we have to move uh, and, and embrace and accept the way that people work, humans work. They work in a relational way, build relationships with people, and that's going to help you generate um, a level of income in terms of leads and recommendations and referrals that realistically, it's harsh to say, but most businesses will never have the opportunity to, to yeah. access. Yeah. Yeah. Simply yeah. because they're not aware of this. And that's coming back to my point originally, learning how to grow and scale a business should not be the secret it takes years to learn. And that's yeah. one of those secrets that I've learned, mm. that unlocking our relationships in business yeah. is where our future lies. Yeah. yeah, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean... I, I mean from your experience, I mean, without giving all your secrets away, obviously, uh, what might a, a couple of top tips? How would you advise your clients to 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 start this relationship journey? What where should they be looking? Where do you point them? Does that make sense? How do you? Yes. Yes. How do they begin? Sure, sure. Um, so there's a number of things that I suggest to people they can start to do. The first one is to really assess where you're spending your time in terms of your network. Um. So, again, I suggest to people that they go through some level of analysis to say, well, is, is my network the, the sort of network that I need to be involved in? So a couple of quick questions that to ask yourself. The network you're involved in, can these people buy from me? So can you build a transactional relationship with the people in your network? Okay. Not the ideal, because that's not the purpose of networking, but it's a baseline to start with. Second one, can these people introduce me? Can these people introduce me to others? The third one, and arguably the most important one, is will they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to be confrontational. I'm just trying to be realistic with us today and not on our conversation. Is there's lots of people out there. And it's great that we all go out there networking and some people can buy from us and we can do some transactional stuff. Some people can refer us. But if, if the people around you are not willing to take action on your behalf, and similarly, you know, it's, it's a quid pro quo, it's a 50-50 thing. Um, if they're not willing to take action for you, you need to think about being in a different place. Because if it's not happening now, it probably won't. No. Do you get them? How do you make them willing? Is there a secret? Oh, sorry, I'm not trying to spoil your call. I'm not trying to ruin you. <laughs> how do you make them willing? I mean, what what is it that makes people willing to recommend you or whatever? Well, it's those relationships, I would well, say. Yeah. Does it not go back down to the relationship that you have with them? Yes. Um, so can I just – I'll finish off on these other points, if yeah, I may, yeah. quickly, yeah. in, and then I'll come back to that question. If you don't feel I answer it properly, ask me again. 
Um, so can these people buy? Can they introduce? Will they? Fourth one is, do these people have reach into my target market? So that's the fourth sort of self-assessment question. Okay. Yeah. And then the fifth one and the final one is, are they credible in their own target market? Mm. Yeah, because if they're not, then that's okay. your reputation. So, <laughs> absolutely. Exactly that, Tracy. So if they're not credible in their own target market, yeah. then any recommendation that they create for you by transfer is not likely to be credible. No. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's – I know I'm just being honest with you. Those are the five questions yeah, no. yeah. that I – I um always suggest to people that they ask themselves when they're assessing which networks to be involved in yeah not yeah. just i'm not talking about networking clubs but i'm talking general networking yeah, yeah the whole yeah. the whole thing yeah, yeah. our yeah. professional network yeah. you know in yeah. terms of every people everybody that we have around us so those are the five assessment things so to come back to your question ian um you start to work with people that are like you yeah, where you have shared values, you have shared beliefs, your moral compass points in the, in the same direction sort of thing, you know, that, that sort of um, analogy. And we all know that we like being around people that are like us. Because guess what? That's how we're built. We're built as a human to build communities with people that are like us. We've done it for hundreds of thousands of years. So that's the first step. Then you start to share with each other as you're building a relationship why what you do is important and why it's important to you. Because as I often say when I'm teaching people about referrals and relationship marketing, is I don't care what you do, but I care about why you care about what you do. Yeah. So just just as a quick example, uh, I'm a business mentor, business coach, whatever. Um, we all know lots of business mentors and business coaches. So why would I choose one business coach over another? Because of their story, because of why they do what they do, because of why it's important to them, all of those sorts of things. But the reality is if all we're doing is promoting what we do, the recipient of that message can go out and find somebody that they're more likely to believe in. Okay. Um, and that's what we do, isn't it? Now, with Global Choice, we will go off and we will do our own research. Yeah. And we will choose somebody that we feel close to. We feel there's some synergy between us. Yeah. But in a relationship building uh, sort of arena, if you like, if you start with that, you're starting to build uh, the relationship based on values and beliefs and moral compass and all that sort of thing. Um, so... Your second part of the question, Ian, was why would they do it? The answer to that is because you're doing it for them at a very basic level. So this is a 50-50 thing, you know, um, and I'm not talking about um, the transactional approach to exchanging um, business opportunities. Okay, so thinking about some of the, the wider business networking groups and clubs and things like that, where, you know, here's a referral. Well, now I want the referral back. <laughs> yes. Okay. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's, that's just, that's the realist. That's the realistic, the world we're in. Um, but we're, we're beyond that. So at, at this deep relational level, we're exchanging value. We're not exchanging quantity. So it's not one for one. 
It's uh, okay. So you tell me what you need from this relationship. I'll tell you what I would like from this relationship. And where those two things overlap, we can help each other. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that sort of begins to answer the question, Ian. You know, why would they? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good answer. So it's not a one for one thing. You no. know, re- no. remember we're moving away from this numbers, quantity, turnover mindset, because one for one is still quantity. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, we're moving away from that. We're moving into quality and purpose and profitability, yeah. sustainable profitability. Yeah. No, like that. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, it is easy to talk to people and then forget what they've asked for and think, ah. Oh, yeah well i'll refer them another day or i'll I'll, you know nothing's come you know nobody's come into my field almost that i can refer them to you know sometimes it's easier just to not see the connection but it's it's looking isn't it and finding those connections and um you know making making the effort to like you say to refer them on Mm. yeah and the, and the key message I'd like us to be mindful of and to start thinking about is that we are moving away from a quantity approach. Mm. So building relationships with people to, as you say, Tracy, well, that's okay, but I'll do it later. Mm. We're still sitting in that, okay, I've got too many people around me now. We just need a few. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if we're in networking groups and clubs and things like that with 20, 30, 40, 50 people, it's not trying to help 30, 40, 50 people. It's, okay, so who are the half dozen or so people that are really close with me in terms of what we're doing and synergistic in terms of industry, all of those things? Do they yeah. reach into my market? Are they credible? All of those things. Yeah. You just want half a dozen. Mm. Yeah. Maybe mm. 10 at the tops. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's like the quality. Yeah. It's like the quality, quality of a quantity, quantity thing, isn't it? In effect, yeah. really. Exactly my point, Ian. Exactly my point today. Yeah. There was some research done um, by a guy called Robin Dunbar. It's called the Dunbar Number. Um, he's a um, anthropologist type of professory type person. <laughs> yeah. But he did some research a little while ago. Um, well, actually, quite a while ago now, talking about um, the number of relationships that the human being is capable of maintaining. Um, please go and Google it. And my apologies to Mr. Dunbar for, for plagiar- <laughs> not plagiarizing, but for, for uh, creating a bit of a mess of his, of his message. But the essence of it is, um, and I've written some articles about all of this stuff on my website. The essence of it is, is that the human being has evolved to, to manage in their mind a certain number of relationships. Mm-hmm. So, and that number is about 150. So the Dunbar number, it's called the Dunbar number is 150. And if you think about, and there's a formula, I'll come to that in a moment. Um, if you think about the number of relationships we have around us, we know when we start to feel overwhelmed. Mm. It's a natural thing because we're human. We're human. Yeah. And, and again, I come back to this challenge in our modern technological world with, with our social media, uh, the social media companies driving belief that more is better. Yeah. Okay, because we need to understand that they're there to serve their shareholders. They're not there to serve us. Yeah. Um, so we need to understand that actually as a human being, there's only a certain number of relationships that I can maintain in my mind and still be comfortable. And it's about 150. Right. And the formula is, is N squared minus N divided by two, where N is the number of people in a relation, in a, in a team, in a group. So if you if you say you've got 10 people around you, 10 squared is 100, 
minus 10 is 90, divide that by 2 is 45. So if I was to say, okay, you've got to manage 45 relationships, yeah. you're probably thinking 45 is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's 45, just, just so we're aware, so our audience are aware. It's not just the, the other nine people that I'm connected to, but as a human, I need to understand the relationships between the other nine people in the group. So I may have a relationship with person A, but I need to understand the relationship between person B and person C and person C and person D. So that's why it's a compound. That's why it's 45. So if I said to you, you need to manage 45 relationships, that's thinking, oh, my goodness, that's a lot. Yeah. 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 But if I said to you, okay, so manage 10 relationships, that's okay. It, yeah, that's, would you that's agree easy. that it feels, yeah, it does feel yeah. more it feels okay? Yeah. And, I, and I come back to this, we need to rely on our feelings and understand how we work in order to not be pushed into stuff that really will, will challenge our ability to not just to grow and scale our business, but will also affect our, our wellness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. We'll perhaps not get too far into that conversation. That's another discussion for another day. But as I say, what I really wanted to highlight for us today um, is the importance of building sustainable, um, profitable relationships in business, not just continuing to follow the transactional sales driven process that we all start with. We have to start there because that's where that's where we all start. But we need to recognize when it's time to start developing again and taking another step forward. And yeah. that's part of this. It shouldn't take years to learn how to do this. Yeah, it's, it's funny, you know, this, this, when you mentioned the size of relationships, I'm thinking on a group sort of basis. I, um, I did a survey a few weeks ago on LinkedIn. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I did a survey on LinkedIn <laughs> and it was about um, what sort of size of a networking group are you sort of comfortable with? And I, I sort of, I think, not to 20, 20 to 50, 50 to 75, and then 75 to 100 plus. And almost, God, I can't remember the figures now, but it was at least 52% people said not to 20, and 48% said the not to 50, and something like that. And the figures just dropped for the for the higher numbers after that. And my perception has always been when you, when you, visit networking groups the more you see the more you get excited or you more think oh this is great there's 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 100 people here mm. but when i step back and thought about it and i think i did a bit, bit of a post on it you don't actually get to speak to 100 people in the damn room you can only speak to five or six so if there's 20 there it's easier to get around generally you know, probably the choice of the variety of people aren't there but if it's about relation I, I, no, it's just i just thought it was an interesting comment you made there and how it's sort of half tenuously sort of related <laughs> to what I did on, on, the, on the groups thing but yeah it, it makes sense yeah it makes sense yeah. perfect yeah and it's right. a very good point that you make here and completely in line with what we've been we've been talking about today yeah you know when we walk into a room where we see lots of opportunity we see that because we we have been drawn yeah. to chase quantity yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you know yeah. Our, our modern technological world tells us that we must chase quantity yeah. unfortunately that's not true yeah. No. yeah but that's what you believe isn't it as soon as you yeah. walk into a room yeah. you you think whoopee do there's 100 people in here. <laughs> but, but like yeah. like you said it doesn't you know you can't yeah. talk to everyone i can't build relations it's not, it's not the answer for, for no. that yeah. the whole point of you know that yeah. that um this guy robin dunbar and his dunbar number mm. you yeah. know if you if you've got a room full of um sort of up to 20 people okay this is manageable i can see yeah. what's going on 
I can yeah. have a conversation with half a dozen or so people. We can start to discover whether we can build a meaningful relationship and we can go from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it looked quite nice for that, yeah. Well, really enjoyed the conversation. There's some good stuff there. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> You've got me really thinking now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, excellent. And, and if, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and, and find out more, what, what's the best way of doing that then, Mark? Thank you, Ian. So you can just Google Mark Jarvis Academy. Um, you'll always find me if you just Google Mark Jarvis Academy. Um, there's a lot of courses and stuff that I have for, for business people in the positions at various levels of growth uh, as they are. Um, but that's probably the easiest thing to do. You can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook and stuff like that. Of course you can, because that's where we need to be these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Mark Jarvis, or just Google the Mark Jarvis Academy. Yeah, cool. No, I really like your thinking. I think um, anyone who's, well, get in touch with Mark would be my suggestion. Yeah. He's, he's got some good stuff there, I reckon. Yeah, no, thank oh, you definitely. for that, Mark. Yeah, you're yeah. always putting some interesting stuff on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Notice. Um, we'll put all those links in the show notes so that uh, people can just click on them and access you very easily. And, um, well, hopefully we'll see you again in a year's time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not leave it as long next time. You know some good stuff, doesn't matter. Let's not leave it as long. Yeah, thank, thank you for that. I appreciate, appreciate you coming yeah. on. Pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you again. Appreciate um, your time. Yeah. My pleasure. And those um, those questions that I shared with you, they're also written in one of my blogs. Right. So right. you can go and get, get those questions again if you need them from one of, the, mm-hmm. one of my blog posts. Um, there's also, um, I'm sort of building on those five questions with, how can we assess the right people to be around as well? We haven't had time to get into that today, but again, it's a part two of a blog on my website. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. We're almost at the end of this week's show, but as a reminder, before we go, don't forget to book your place at one of our online events where you can meet some great business owners, build those relationships and the best business, as we know, come from the best relationships. The link is in the show notes. We'd also like to mention our books, which are available on Amazon. Um, How to Improve Your Business Networking Skills, 52 Tips to Help You With Your Networking, our notably networking one-to-one networking notebook, a place to keep all your notes from those all-important follow-up one-to-ones. And last but not least, our 90 Days to Your Success Journal, where you can plan, set and plot the actions you will take to achieve your goals. Thank you so much for joining us this week on In Business Talks 2 Friday Fix. We hope you've enjoyed it. And if you have, all that we ask is that you simply tell a friend about the show. And please follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'd really appreciate it. So until next time, this is Ian and Tracy. And together, we we are in business. business. Goodbye. Goodbye.